Well, hot damn, the Arizona Cardinals signed somebody. Was it a lateral, forward, or backward move in the linebacker room? We're going to talk about it. Locked on Cardinals. Giddy up. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. You can check Bo out on Mondays, Locked on NFL. Check me out on Thursdays, Locked on NFL with Tyler Rowland from Locked on Titans. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you to everybody. Thank you so much for being along on this journey with us. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms on the Locked on Podcast Network. Nick Vigil is an Arizona Cardinal. Inside linebacker signs a couple-year deal here to be with the Arizona Cardinals, seemingly to take the spot of Jordan Hicks. We're going to talk about in the second segment if this was a lateral move, a move forward, or a move backward for that specific position, taking everything into account, age, leadership, knowledge of scheme, etc. Uh, Zadarius Smith signed his deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Does that set the market for the edge rusher position? Is it time for Steve Kime to do his bargain shopping to bring in an edge rush. We're going to talk about that in the final segment. But first, the Arizona Cardinals made a move. Okay. They signed Nick Vigil. We've talked to some people around our circles asking questions about this guy. And he's played with a handful of teams over a handful of years. The Vikings got drafted by the Bengals, played with the Chargers as well. Initial thoughts here. Okay. You know, and I think I yeah. think before Bo dives a little bit deeper into this, like my initial thought process here is it compounds the fact like this probably if the Cardinals were super active and they were starting to build out their roster and they signed Nick Vigil and it's like, Oh, you know what? That's a key piece for depth for the Arizona Cardinals. That's like giving somebody like an amuse bouche, a bite for a main course when the Cardinals and their fans, everybody been yearning for a move to kind of tip the scale here for the roster to get them kind of moving in the right direction, feeling some positions of need for starters on game day, week one in 2022, this fell short. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you were expecting maybe something along the lines of uh, prime rib and, and you got Arby's meat instead. I mean, I know they have the meats, but it's not exactly what you were looking for <laughs> by, any, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, this, I mean, just mark this one up as, as just a big, tub of meh meh that's what i when i see nick vigil sign with the arizona cardinals first i was elated to see the arizona cardinals make a move um finally steve kime came out of hibernation the big bear and uh this is the move he makes and nick vigil this is a guy who's the highlight of his life of his entire life his existence he, he's going to be on his deathbed he's going to be telling people about how he picked six Kyler Murray in week two of the 2021 season. Outside of that, Nick Vigil hasn't done a whole lot in the NFL. He's been, you know, an underwhelming third round pick out of Utah State. Uh, everybody we've talked to is like, he's all right, but he's also not great. And, you know, he, la as far as his shortcomings, not a great tackler, which uh, 
the guy he's replacing was a really good tackler. I mean, yeah. aside from the, the fact that he lost half a step, but um, look, this uh, another depth move. I mean, another Arizona Cardinals and Minnesota Vikings. That's your pipeline. If, if you're on the recruiting trail, your pipeline is from Minneapolis to, to Tempe slash Glendale. And that's not a team that you want to just cherry pick depth players from because they didn't have any depth. So this is, uh, I, I'm still, when's the real move going to happen? When the hell are they going to actually fill a void? Because, look, I get excited. The thing that gets me excited uh, about this move is the fact that they're not going to put any pressure. They're not going to light any flames uh, as far as guys vying for Zayvon Collins or Isaiah Simmons' starting role. Like, I'm excited to see them kind of get that sink or swim option. Um, and then Nick Vigil being a, a linebacker three. But uh, other than that, this, I mean, you said it on Twitter, ain't moving the needle, Alex. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm really excited to talk in our next segment, uh, comparing this to, to Jordan Hicks. And, you know, I don't know when the next move is. Um, what I'm doing now, now is, is <laughs> what I'm doing, what I, let's just hope before the draft. What I'm doing now is every time an insider tweets, I'm speed reading it to see Cardinals and then seeing who the player is. Because at this point, it's like, ooh, player, not Cardinals. Ooh, player, maybe like slow roll it. Nope, not Cardinals. And this is worrisome is – is a word that I felt two days ago. Uncertainty is something I usually always feel, um, but and I don't think I don't think that's out of bounds at, at this point with what after what we saw from ten and two. Uncertainty I feel like is is a very rational thought pro, thought process to be a part of. What's next terrifies me. It's just like give me something redeeming to believe that the next move is going to be the right one. I hope it is. This isn't like, oh, let's bash everybody all the time. And this is what Alex does. Give me a reason not to. And I'm happy to not to like, wow. I want the Cardinals to succeed. I want the Cardinals to win. I want the Cardinals to retain the one seed. Not only is it good for business, it's fun to talk about teams that are winning. Well, I mean, it's the equivalent of going to betonline.net. And looking at all the stuff they have there, all the 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 analytics, all the stats they have that tells you a team is like seven and one against this team in the last eight games, and you know against the spread, and that it all everything is just trending towards this team continuing that, and then you, that old like gambler in you is like, well they're due. Aren't they due? It's just due factor at this point. And due factor is like so many we've lost. I've lost thousands of dollars in my life. just betting on due factor. You think that, Hey, now that they've got a couple of like the, the, the behind the scenes moves, depth moves out of the way, they're due to make a move for a guy that's going to actually make an impact and fill a need here for this Arizona Cardinals team. But I, I will tell you, you will go broke. You will lose. You, it is not what you want to, uh, you know, it's not how you want to build a team based on we're just due to make a move. It, it doesn't work out well for really all parties involved. Well put. And we're going to talk about what's what, what the deal is. with Like, immediately I thought about Jordan Hicks because if there is a, a position group that doesn't need depth help right now compared to others that severely do, 
linebacker wasn't my first choice for somebody they had to bring in. Like, yes, it's a hole that needs filling. And you've got a starting linebacking core already on this roster. You already got it. So the fact that you're adding depth at this point, instead of looking at other positions, baffles me. Jordan Hicks gone, higher price point, not that much older. Nick Vigil in, was it a side, was it a move forward, lateral, or backwards for the Arizona Cardinals? Signing Nick Vigil and letting Jordan Hicks walk. That's next. Locked on Cardinals first. Bill Bart. Okay, so I'm never going to do that again. That I, I tried that on, didn't like it. Um, what I do like is that Bill Bart doesn't have all the sugar and you know calories of a candy bar because it's a protein bar and it's the best tasting protein bar on the pan- on the planet. It's not. It doesn't taste like chalk. Doesn't taste like you know you're biting into a wall or a tree. Um, it's incredible. All of them. Like I'm even coming around to the coconut stuff, and I never thought that I would say that. Um, they've got myriad flavors: coconut, coconut almond mint chocolate orange is my favorite it's only around uh seasonally but i always i'm always on the lookout for that one um they've got these puffs now and half of the last handful of months that are protein infused marshmallow and they're yes you guessed it covered in chocolate 19 like the the protein numbers are insane compared to what you're not going to get obviously from a candy bar 17 grams of protein ain't getting that in candy bar 130 calories that's like a third of what you get in a candy bar Four grams of sugar, that's like 25 grams less than what you get in a candy bar. And they've only averaged to four net carbs. Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your four, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can check me out tomorrow on Locked On NFL with Tyler Rowland from Ooh. Locked On Titans. I mean, that was a Will Ferrell, <laughs> Kenny Powers woo right there. I'll tell you what. Um, I started watching Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. Really good. The I mean, uh, the, the first episode will lock you in for the... I mean, it's two seasons deep. It's a it's a solid... It's another Danny McBride vehicle. Yeah, Adam Levine is just super underrated. Workaholics is one of the more underrated TV shows. It's just absolutely um, hysterical. Uh, yeah, what isn't hysterical is the Cardinals roster right now. Uh, Jordan Hicks had a huge cap number. The Cardinals let him go. Okay, after... That he unceremoniously was pulled from his starting position for Zayvon Collins before Zayvon Collins played it down last season. That didn't come to fruition. Jordan Hicks was somewhat of the glue in this linebacking court, even though he has lost a step at the age of 29. He'll be 30 during the summer. It's not like Nick Vigil's Jeff Gladney's age. He's 28, will be 29 when the season starts. Jordan Hicks has had many more peaks than Nick Vigil has over the extent of his career, hence coming with the price tag, the two-year deal that he was given um, by the Minnesota Vikings, Jordan Hicks was with everything considered. Okay. All things considered, obviously the price point was higher. The Cardinals still only have about $8 million in cap space right now with the restructures that were in place and the signings they've made. Would you have rather re-sign Jordan Hicks knowing what you know now, or still have been happy to let him walk, go get his somewhere else, and then bring in a guy to kind of bolster the depth in Nick Vigil? 
Well, I mean, taking everything into consideration, yeah. like for Jordan Hicks' sake, I, I'm glad he he's not with the organization any longer. I, I I just think that he was done dirty a little bit, and you know he, you know, thank you for your service, Jordan. Thank you for being the utmost you know professional you could possibly be, um, and, and you know putting together a bounce back season despite the Arizona Cardinals, you know, disrespecting you, you know, on draft night. And then the process after that, and I'm not, there's not a huge indictment on the Arizona Cardinals it's business. Like they see a lot in Zayvon Collins. And I think Zayvon Collins has a potential to be very good, but uh, Jordan Hicks, it's like, I hope he goes and has success in, and finishes his career on a high note. But uh, I, I just don't, I didn't see that that relationship could continue any longer. I mean, Jordan Hicks, a lot of what he did maintain things and made it, uh, you know, I mean, as far as the season went, I mean, that was a testament to Jordan Hicks and his professionalism and, and good on him. But, you know, now go, go elsewhere where somebody appreciates you a little bit more and doesn't have somebody that's going to forever, you know, as you say, perpetuity vying for your spot, if not getting your spot over you without earning it, you know? Yeah. I feel like we talk, I feel like that sentence that little mini soliloquy right there is for every player that the Cardinals have on the roster that they let walk. Maybe not named Patrick Peterson because that was kind of a icky divorce. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals with past players haven't had the best relationship. Uh, Teron Matthew, like that was, I, I will give that like, you know, when you try to find the reason for something or you try to find um you know, patterns, you take out the outliers of the most potent, the least potent, you kind of look towards the mean. Let's remove Teron Matthew, okay? We'll remove, like, Calais Campbell. Because Calais, like, that was just an act of futility when trying to really realize his potential still. And obviously, look at what Calais Campbell has done since he's left the Cardinals. Take those two out, because Calais Campbell may be the nicest person on the planet. Like, <laughs> I feel like he may be the nicest person on the planet, um, besides both Bo and my moms. Um <laughs> Take those away, it's still not great. It's not a great look for the Cardinals with people that have walked. Now, you're wishing good wishes for somebody because of in, because of a pseudo-institutional failure. That's not a good thing. And we, we're so predisposed to talking about it like that that it's just kind of become part of the part of the narrative of the Cardinals. Now let's hope that shifts. Let's hope that we're in a new age, uh, you know, uh, just a new version of the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray under center and shotgun, but all signs pointing to that's not the case right now. And I wish the Jordan Hicks would have brought, like to answer the question, I think this is a step backwards. I think it's a step backwards. And it's not necessarily, it's not always about, if you ask people if J.J. Watt got overpaid, Cardinals fans will say, hell no. J.J. Watt played none of the second half of the season. But, oh, but it's what he brings to the locker room. Jordan Hicks was the same way. Like, I don't, I don't understand why it's just like, uh, oh, you know what? Too much. See ya. They got to start the young guys, not if they're not ready. And like, that's the thing that I'm struggling with. They have to, in, in traditionally Steve Kime draft picks, they do rebound in, in the second, second year. I mean, they, they only have one direction to really go most of the time. Uh, most of them, I mean, like Zayvon Collins is the exact case. It's like, he barely played in his, in his rookie year, but you know, you is an organization and this organization has, they, they double down on their scouting and they believe in the players that they bring into the building. Uh, we've seen that with Byron Murphy where a lot of people didn't believe in Byron Murphy and he proved some people wrong, especially at the beginning of last season, even though he struggled at the end. Uh, you know, I, 
you you still have to get borderline giddy. I mean, I know it was with like uh, you, you can pause and you have to take a deep breath and and really kind of daydream to envision this, but like the linebacking duo of Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins still like what they are the the potential is scary. It's really scary, but you know, Zayvon Collins especially has a long way to go from year one uh, to to really producing and filling the void now from Jordan Hicks. But I think, you know, I'll say it again. I just don't think Jordan Hicks, there was that, that marriage is, it was, it's divorce. Like that's the only way there was no recontracting there. There was no way that they could find even ground, get him back, just let him walk and then find, you know, a, a replace of, you know, uh, maybe just a, I guess, fringe starter guy like vigil. I mean, that's what I envisioned. And they brought him in, but at the same time, there's still massive voids on this team. It doesn't fill it doesn't fill a void. And the Arizona Cardinals, um, I'm waiting for it. You know, I'm waiting for it. Been very patient. And I hope I'm not, you know, sitting here come draft day waiting for them to to fill the needs that way because that's not a it, it it's just Alex, we mean we went from the team making the move for Zach Ertz, what was that, week five? Um, and saying, Hey, this team's finally being aggressive. And they're not going to just kind of sit there and rest on their loyals on their on their hot start and just you know feel like this team's going to take them to the finish line because that's that's dumb that's naive. As far as this team goes, they like they have to always keep churning this roster. They just have to, and I, I just there's really no place for them to be like idle. I just don't understand it, especially when there's players available that you can get bump yourself to the front of the line for. I'm trying to find a different way to talk about this. Mm-hmm. It's difficult when it's when, when we're sitting in stagnant water and nothing's new that we know about. Okay. Like, I mean, Zedaria Smith might be setting the edge market. You know, yeah. he was one of the big dominoes. Uh, so Chandler Jones and Smith are off the market. Maybe guys like on the, in the second wave, um, like the Derek Barnett's who, He's only had like six and a half sacks. I mean, I mean Melvin gonna... Ingram is still out there. Yeah, he's still yeah, played yeah. meaningful, meaningful yeah. snaps with the Chiefs last year. Right. Um, even though he was, I think he was cut by Pittsburgh, and then he got picked up by like that's a Steve Kimes special. I think he's thirty four. He was 32. great with. Oh, he's only thirty two. Yeah. Was great with the Chargers alongside Joey Bosa. Like he's a mauler. He's a better version of Marcus Golden. Like there are people out there. We're gonna. Unpack. Oh, he's what? not better than Marcus Golden right now. Alex Lancey, Bo Brock. <laughs> How dare you disrespect the junkyard dog like that? Locked on Cardinals. It just it just got weird. You can <laughs> add your Dane, Dane Cook quote here. Um, we're going to unpack the edge rush market. Is Darius Smith kind of, is that where the limbo stick, is it called a limbo stick? I think so. The limbo stick is, is, is set. Um, is Steve Keim going to go parallel to the ground to get under it so he doesn't have to shell out a whole lot of cheese for an edge rusher that the Cardinals severely need. We'll unpack that next. Um, our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I could bring it out. It's his whole box. I'm not a huge like protein, superfood, probiotic guy until about two weeks ago. When I got this thing, I'm like, what is this? And we're t- we've been talking about it in our DMs ever since. I started taking Athletic Greens because I need it. Like Bose eats a little bit healthier than I am. I think you could think you could thank his lovely wife for that. I feel like he'd be eating a lot more hamburger helper like I do. 
if he if she wasn't in the picture. I mean, it's, it, it could be a lot better, Bo. You might have to get on these athletic greens. So what is this stuff? One scoop. That's all it takes. Okay, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Okay, it helps you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, which is important, Bo. Pay attention. Your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things, all of it, okay? I do it. I take it in the morning. It takes the place of breakfast for me, and I just get rolling. I feel better almost immediately. Like, like let, let me just run down these health facts, okay? It's lifestyle-friendly, okay? Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good, okay? Supports better sleep quality and recovery. Supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant products, um, all the new iterations, and third-party testing. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. I do love coffee, but I've been pounding down Athletic Greens, and it's I don't, I don't miss the coffee. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Okay, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your, with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash NFL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash NFL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I mean, I just nailed that live read. I'll tell you what, that's seven years of college. That's the Van Wilder plan (laughs) in full effect. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Follow him at Bob Brock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast. And locked on AZ cards. Do you have anything else to mention about like the vigil signing? Mm-hmm. We're talking about it through two segments because it's the only new news that we've had, but there's some layers to this that we continue to talk about with Jordan Hicks being gone. And I know that we're kind of on the other side of the coin with this. And it's, you know, it's not by a lot. Like, I don't think that you're going to miss out a whole bunch of production, but I do think this is taking a step back for the Cardinals and the linebacker room. And especially with the cohesion that he's had with the young guys. And I know they have to play, but I think miss, you're going to miss. You're going to see the absence of Jordan Hicks more than maybe we'd expect at this point. And I think that's kind of what triggered me when they signed another inside linebacker. Well, you have to believe that the organization thinks that Zayvon Collins can get up to speed. And if he does, if he turns out to be the player that they think he's capable of being, you know, look out. And, and that's not me drinking the Kool Aid. I'm just trying to put myself in the mindset of what this organization believes because they are rolling with the with number nine and number twenty five, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, and Nick Vigil, who played behind Eric Hendricks and uh, and Anthony Barr, is going to be in the same role that he was with with the Vikings. He's going to be just kind of a backup guy, a depth guy, and if 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 uh, Vance Joseph gets a wild hair and starts playing him like he did. Uh, a couple other linebackers in, in place of Zayvon Collins and, and Isaiah Simmons, then uh, I, I hope they have some hard conversations behind the scenes. I'm tired of seeing that. And, and I don't think that that's what this is. Uh, this move was made for. So 
Uh, three-year, $42 million base for Zedarius Smith. Seen a lot of shorter deals. Like, he's not old, you know, and, and uh, pairing him up with Daniil Hunter, I don't know exactly what's going to happen there. At all points, all all signs are pointing to a kind of a restructure and keeping Daniil Hunter there also. If not, I mean, that's another trade target we talked about a handful of days ago. Like, at this point, everybody's a trade target. Everybody's open. Everybody, the Cardinals need players. Yeah, You know, the Cardinals need players. They don't have a full roster right now. They could start like, and it's, we're now, I mean, what are we waiting for here? I know it's been eight days or nine days. These 116 hours. No, what am I talking about? 216 hours have been, I mean, as my eyes roll in the back of my head, um, have been excruciating. 216 hours have been excruciating. And I mean, it, it, you, it, you, it, but let me ask you, I mean, I'm the one who is, I want it now. I need, I, I'd like an explanation as to why things aren't happening. Mm-hmm. Stevie Bay, well, give it look, to me. There, there could be an easy explanation that's played out through the addition of players at some point in the near future. And then you say, okay, and you look at the at, you look at the money that they're gonna whatever they command, uh, but if if they like, there's still a very real possibility that they could like the players are out there that they could bring in. Like if they get a Stephon Gilmore, if they get um, you know a Joe Hayden, and they add him to this defensive secondary, and they add a, a veteran wide receiver, you say okay, that makes sense. Things look a lot better than they did yesterday. Um, but until I mean, we but we're not hearing anything. Like you see the Buffalo Bills who are active. They brought in Jamison Crowder. They added him to that wide receiver core, which is absurd. They added Duke Johnson. Like both of those guys would have been good fits for the Arizona Cardinals. Like they've been active. They added Von Miller, their password. Did the Bill like is Steve Kime actually like the GM for the Bills? Is he just adding players to the wrong roster? Because those guys all would have been great for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. They all would have filled the voids that the Arizona Cardinals had. Um, you know, at, at you know, the the receiving back. The uh the the slot receiver that they let go and and then of course the edge I mean I don't but the Arizona Cardinals have the the full ability to do it I understand why you'd be skeptical if, if you're thinking hey they're not going to but you know it, it just it doesn't make sense to me you hope that Zendaria Smith uh that he's setting the market at least at the edge and the Arizona Cardinals are going to be quick now to add somebody but said definition of insanity we're living it right now and um we're not seeing a whole lot of movement but they need it because just look at how things have changed in the last week as far as what 23 could be like the arizona cardinals could have been in a prime spot to get a good receiver there but now the team sitting in front of you 22 is the green bay packers and they don't have anybody like their receiving core is atrocious right now like it's the odds are very high that they get aaron Rodgers for the first time they get him a first round receiver um, and so, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, it's going to be very competitive. I mean, we could see three to four receivers go off the board before the Arizona Cardinals pick a 23. Then what do you do? Hopefully well, maybe you have the best, the, the option is the best edge. I don't know. We didn't even, we didn't even talk about this. Mel Kuyper's mock draft 3.0 came out. Mm-hmm. Bo's favorite wide receiver went number four overall. Yeah. Okay. Drake so this is going to be, like the thing is with wide receivers and I, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit more intrigued with this. I'm starting to say, you know what? I understand the value in drafting a wide receiver and they're going to get the fourth or fifth option at wide receiver at 23. It looks like at this point, 
Garrett Wilson's going to go. Chris Olave's going to go. Drake London's going to go. You know the Green Bay's drafting a wide receiver at 23. Or they're going to package their two first-rounders and move the hell up in the draft and make even a bigger splash. We have no idea what's going to happen. We have zero idea what's going to happen. And it's like drafting ninth in your fantasy football draft. You can scheme, but there's going to be so many decisions made for you that you're going to hope that your hot list on your big board isn't all checked off by 23. That that's that's what you hope happens. And if you force the issue and draft a wide receiver for who's next, the chance of somebody being Denzel Mims far outweighs the chance of somebody's Justin Jefferson, even though wide receivers, as you mentioned astutely yesterday, come ready to play right away, just like running backs. Like there's no learning curve anymore. Javante Williams needed like three games and he's a top 20 running back in the league. Okay, this isn't a Derrick Henry. You got to learn. You got to do things. Look what happened with Najee Harris. Like, guys are ready to roll, and that doesn't mean you have to draft a wide receiver at 23 just because it'd be fun. I'm still sticking to my offensive line guns, but obviously there's so much that's going to unpack. But, Bo, let me tell you what. We're about a month from the draft, dude. This Mm -hmm. isn't like we're three months down the road. So much bleep needs to get figured out. A lot of holes need to be filled before their top three, you know, first, second, third round picks are chosen on draft day, on day one and day two. That's what worries me. Yeah, it should. It should. I mean, you have to, they have to fill some of those needs because we know the Arizona Cardinals, like traditionally, you know, year one, what are they getting? One, two impact makers from the draft. They're not getting three or four guys. So if you're going to try to fill those voids with, with the draft, it it, it ain't happening. Or you're going to do post-draft, not a whole lot of like really, you know, starting caliber guys are available at that point. Like, sure, you've got your like the Steve Kime specials just before training camp, but that those are the except. That's usually an exception. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah put out his uh, his his latest mock. He had the Packers taking Chris Olave at twenty two, and then the Cardinals getting Traylon Burks, uh, who people are. It's kind of he's a kind of a polarizing wide receiver yeah. prospect. Not great numbers at the combine, but you know he performed in the SEC at Arkansas be very interesting, you know, and, and Steve Kime, like once you get to that deep, as far as the wide receiver prospects, I mean, he hasn't hit as far as that goes. Like I know it's in the first round still, but once you kind of get down the depth chart, he just hasn't. Then you're looking at like guys who are usually traditionally taken in the second round. He has, he's hit on one wide receiver in his entire tenure as the Arizona Cardinals GM. So two, if you, I mean, I guess you can, Christian Kirk and, and John Brown. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Two. Yeah. And we've got a lot more to discuss this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like this is, we're going to keep our finger to the pulse, obviously free agency wise. Um, I mean, but talk about Stockholm syndrome, man. I mean, we, we were celebrating just any move and it yep. was like the lowest impact you could possibly have. You know, as, as you mentioned, like outside of maybe the tight end room, like, they tight end quarterback and, uh, and, and linebacker, like they could have added anybody and you'd be like, okay, well, it was okay. It was, it was in good order anyway, you know? So we, we were celebrating just any move and that's sad. sad. I, you know what, when Bo gets sad, <laughs> it's just not because fun. of who his co-host is, but because of actually what's happening, you know, when he's come to the dark side to join me, <laughs> Stevie baby's got to make some moves to make Cliffy Baby look good and make Kyler want to stay. We're going to talk about that tomorrow, okay? 
Is there a world where what's happened so far, the Arizona Cardinals should discuss trading Kyler Murray? I want to talk about it. It's a no, but I want to make a point for it. Just because what the hell else are we going to talk about? Alex Lancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. As I mentioned, the draft is right around the corner. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Alex Lancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. We'll check you tomorrow.